Hey everyone, welcome to the very first The Real Story podcast at the top of this new year, 2023. That sounds so futuristic. (laughs) Um, Now, instead of coming to you from my lovely writer studio, which I always record my podcast from, I light a candle, I set an intention, I cleanse the space. I am instead in my downstairs of my home on my computer as all of my podcast equipment has been burned as well as my studio. Uh, My studio, a lot of you know, I have posted about it on Instagram. I talk about it a lot, but at the top of 2020, when the pandemic hit, I reached out to a local company in Tennessee called Modular Dwelling and decided to use money that I had made as an author to invest in a writing studio and a work studio for myself. I spent $10,000, had it shipped here, had a window seat built, had a deck put on it, and it has become over the past three years my happy place, my creative space, my space for art and work and breath and meditation and writing and thinking and just really pondering my life. I have all of my favorite things in my studio, all of my favorite Oracle decks, all of my favorite books, my books, my clients' books, my journals, my notes on books that I'm writing, um, every crystal that I've ever gotten, gifts that mean anything to me, statues, um, again, my podcast equipment, just absolutely anything and everything that I wanted to curate in a space I put in that studio. And, you know, the last few weeks have been weird anyway. There's just been a a few little like odd things with our house, um, uh, nagging things, um, a couple of little health things. I'm going through this six-week healing journey with one of my clients and it has been utterly life-changing, but I kind of expected some of these things to happen and to to kind of, you know, come to the forefront. I know to heal and get to the other side, you are sometimes met with loss or grief or, you know, expressing emotions. And we have a, a tradition every year. My husband, daughter, and I, um, on December 30th, we go to these tiny homes about an hour away and so we went this this you know just a couple days ago and before we went I had not been in my studio much because I haven't been writing. I took two almost two full weeks completely off and other than going in and breathing and meditating or reading I didn't really use the space. But I was in there on Thursday before we left and as is my typical <laughs> my typical routine I lit a candle. Um, Now, these candles, I have such mixed feelings about them. There's a local maker. She's like an actual witch (laughs) that has very interesting energy. And she has these pillar candles, meaning they are not in glass um, and they're very powerful. um, And they're all called different things. And I had burned a couple before and I had accidentally left one burning 
one time on my altar and it like dripped wax absolutely everywhere on my window seat, you know, and I was like, ooh, these aren't safe. I'm not going to use these. Well, about a month ago um, for my anniversary, I went to Mana Salon where Alex and I had an amazing day. And during that time, um, it was because it was our anniversary and my birthday the next day, our practitioner, Gabby, said, I want to give you a gift. And so she gave me one of those pillar candles and it was called Miraculous Healing. Now, the irony of what I'm about to reveal is just it's just too much. <laughs> so I had this pillar candle on my altar on Thursday. And again, as is my routine, I lit the candle. I did some Palo Santo. I breathed. I meditated. I always extinguish the candle with my little extinguisher, metal extinguisher, and then I leave. And I do not know what happened, but I must not have put that candle out. I must have just been distracted and forgotten. I left my studio on Thursday. We were not here on Friday. When we got back on Saturday, I did not go into my studio, did not even think to check on it. Why would I? New Year's Eve came and went. We had a very mellow one. And Sunday morning, I got up and was like, I'm going to go breathe and meditate and just start this new year off right. I'm walking down, you know, our backyard. There's, you know, uh, quite a <laughs> few steps to get to my studio. And when I got to my door, I noticed that it was just black and I could see my chandelier, my antler chandelier was on the floor and everything looked black. And I, I've never had a moment like this in my life where I was met with such shock and emotion that didn't have to do with like, you know, someone dying or a pet dying or something like that. But I open the door and see that everything inside my studio has burned. Everything is black. My desk, my books, um, the candle must have caught. Instead of just burning out, I think it, <laughs> this is so ironic. The first thing to burn was my, it was a gift actually from Egypt. Uh, it was this Egyptian goddess of words, and that was what caught on fire. The fire crept all the way up the wall, went to the ceiling, and thank God it extinguished itself somehow. Um, and, you know, if the door had been cracked, if oxygen had been able to get in, it, this could be a very different story, especially because we have a giant row of trees behind um, my husband's tiny home and mine. But when I opened that door, I lost it like I've I've never cried. But I don't I've never cried that hard in my life. And so I'm like running back to the house, go inside, run upstairs. Alex and Sophie are still sleeping. And I just like barreled the door down, was like, my studio burned down. And Alex just bolted out of bed and ran out there. And he, this was at seven o'clock in the morning and he spent the next six hours consoling me. He pulled absolutely everything out, um, started removing the damaged boards and was just like, we are going to fix this. We are going to make this better than before. And I just, as much as I appreciated that, I was like, I just, I'm not there yet. I am at such a loss. I'm, I'm grieving in a way that I've never grieved because 
you know, I am not attached to things. I am not a materialistic person. I never get attached to objects. But every object that was in that studio was one that I had purposefully placed there. Um, I have never had a space where it is so intentional and I only have things in there that I loved and it all burned. It all burned. And while I'm so grateful that no one is hurt and thank God that it was contained, you know, I'm literally staring out the window right now and everything is pulled out and the stench is just unreal um, because of all the metal and wood and plastic and, you know, things that actually burned. But I, I just say all of this to, to come to this podcast, you know, at the beginning of this year, when so many of us have all of these huge goals and dreams and wishes, and I do, but I also am really grieving. And, you know, I cried for hours yesterday, which is so important, I think. And so many people reached out to me and so many people checked in on me. And I think it's such a reminder of what actually does matter, our relationships and love and the people that surround us and support. And, you know, my big lesson is that it is okay to ask for help. And I let Alex help. I let him take care of me yesterday instead of just like, no, I got it, you know, um, or I can handle it myself. And I really think (laughs) that this is all in service of, of a bigger transformation. I, it's not lost on me that what went first, that what caught fire was a statue that represents writing that, you know, I do a lot of work out of that studio. And maybe I need to re-envision the space to be my special space to just breathe and meditate and create and not bring any sort of masculine energy in there. Um, but it is so fresh. It's so new. And it was such a, a, a jolting shock to my system to see everything that I love uh, in terms of materials or items gone. Um, so this is all to say, I am coming back to work today when this podcast drops. This is my first day back in two weeks. I do not have a space to work out of. I do not have podcast equipment to record on. And I am leaving on Thursday to head to what is called a Vipassana retreat, which is a silent retreat taught by a Buddhist monk that comes in once a year. Um, This is, you know, normally these are 10 days and they are far away. They're in India, they're in Tibet, they're someplace super far. And I was, I was felt really, really called to do a silent retreat and found one that's only four and a half hours from Nashville. And it's just a three day Vipassana retreat, which I'm using as an appetizer to, you know, test out, um, the longer retreat for sure. But I am so absolutely excited to see what shakes out when I am able to sit and process and 
process my grief, process what happened, process this six-week healing journey that I've been on that ends uh, a day before I leave to go sit in silence with no technology, no journal, no books, no distractions of any kind. I will be in meditation about eight hours a day. Of course, there are breaks. Um, and I will not be talking. I am not allowed to communicate with my family. I won't even bring my phone in from my car. And I'm just, you know, as as we start this year and as I was kind of setting intentions, I never set New Year's resolutions, but I did set several intentions of bringing in, calling in more feminine energy, more fun, more joy, more pleasure, um, more laughter, more lightness. And really figuring out what I want to call in with how I'm making money, how I'm working, how I'm living. One of the most powerful things that I've learned in this amazing six-week container with Emily Rosowski, I, I would strongly encourage you, if any of you are really feeling called to do a healing journey the six-week container, we meet once a week on Zoom, so it's all from the comfort of your own home for a two-hour session, and I can quite confidently say it's the most effective, it is the most effective healing I have ever done in my life, and I've done a lot over the past few years. Um, what you were able to do with breath and meditation and visualization is just astounding, and one of the pieces of homework that I that I have um, this week in particular is to, you know, f definitely figure out what I want to call in. But when I figure that out, you know, for me, a lot of it is around the way that I work. And when I start thinking about working less or, you know, not honoring some of the contracts or commitments I have, I do start to feel resistance. And the goal here is to just feel the resistance and allow it and and to get comfortable with it and to to experience that the world is not going to end just because I'm feeling resistance. And in my day-to-day -day life, you know, anytime we change, it's always in those micro moments more so than the macro moments. So anytime I feel stressed or like I need to go work or whatever, Emily has posed to me that I make a choice of what I am doing for my inner child, the younger version of myself who was wild and free, had crazy hair, bruised from head to toe from gymnastics and climbing trees, that whatever choices I'm making, I am choosing for her. And her is me, of course. But when I think about that, do I need to, you know, sit behind the computer an extra hour or do I need to get outside and connect with the sun and feel the ground beneath my feet and or connect with a human or connect with myself? And this whole journey has been just a master class on self-love and in self-love. And I'm someone who always thought that I had a lot of love for myself, but I'm really learning through this journey that I have just been very hard hard on myself. And so yesterday when my most beloved place on earth, my favorite place on earth, and I can actually say that it was my studio, when it was gone, when I was staring at the detritus of my favorite space and all my favorite things, I it was 
it wasn't even a choice to show myself love and compassion. I just let myself feel. I let myself go. I let myself come undone. And I actually let Alex, who uh, he was like, I've never seen you cry like that. In 13 years, I've cried maybe a handful of times and never like that. And I let him wrap his arms around me and hold me. And I allowed myself to be held. And I know that sounds <laughs> probably kind of ridiculous, but it's not something that I ever do because I'm the one holding everyone together. I'm the one holding every everything in our you know lives together. And I'm the strong one and I'm this and I'm that. And I really realized that it is okay to be softer. It is okay to ask for help, to fall apart, to cry, to stop doing everything so hard. Stop doing completely. You know, I have talked about I've been in a state of stress and adrenal fatigue and all this stuff, and I know all these things that I do and don't need to do, but I realized that a lot of like the good things that I was doing, um, the ice baths, the sauna, um, intermittent fasting, all of these things actually cause stress to the body. And when I'm in a state of depletion, maybe I don't need to do those things. And maybe I need to really start listening to what it is that I need and feeling all of my feelings. Another thing that Emily has said on our journey is that all fear is a fear of feeling. And that has stuck with me so completely because again, as I was opening my door to my studio and just saw this black everywhere, it was a very, very dark sinister feeling. I have never been someone that loves fire. I've always been kind of afraid of, <laughs> of fire um, in terms of just house fires or, you know, anything like that. And now I've experienced it and it is such a devastating loss. And I know so many people can relate to that and have lost homes and fires or floods or earthquakes or, I mean, good Lord, if you live in California, um, I, I know personally how many people have been touched by something that is truly, truly devastating. And, you know, it's really hard for me to not sit here and go over and over in my mind that if I had just not lit that candle, that none of this would have happened. But I have to believe it is all in service for something greater that the miraculous healing candle that burned my studio down and burned my <laughs> Egyptian goddess of words and burned all my books and burned all my journals and burned all my crystals and burned my sacred space has to be in service of making space for something new and bigger and better and more intentional and more beautiful to come in. And I can't wait to process it all and think about it all on my Vipassana retreat. The next podcast I have will probably be all about that. And I just want to implore to all of you, we're starting this year. It can just seem like a lot the holidays aren't very restful. And so we're expected at the top of the year to just go, 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 new year, new you, you know, work out, do this, try it, just all of these things. And instead, I challenge you to be softer, to take more rest. We are still in winter where we are supposed to be resting, to listen to your body more, to feel your feelings more, to 
reach out to the people that you love and just say thank you, to be so grateful, to be in a state of gratitude, to call in what you want to call in, to think more positively instead of getting lost in these negative, repetitive, cyclical loops of negative thinking and negative thought. Really focus on what you want to call in. Understand that good things are happening, bad things are happening, but we get to control how we feel and how we react to all of it. And that is going to be my lesson for my studio (laughs) is that I get to control how I react and how I rebuild and how I make space and how I look at this as as an opportunity to expand and to grow. And I hope you guys can do the same. Happy, happy new year. I hope you have a fabulous week. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.